The guests on Love Hurts occasionally use some adult language and go into some more intense subject matter, but that's kind of how real life works anyway. This is Love Hurts. I'm Brian Berlin. Today's guest is Jackie Skinner. Jackie is a comedian living in Brooklyn. Growing up, Jackie's understanding of her dad's work was that he was a cop who became a police sketch artist. As she grew older, she got a better sense of what he did and the role art played in his life, but it wasn't until he died that she understood the full importance of each of those elements of his life. Hello, Jackie. Brian Berlin. How's it going? <laughs> it's going really well. It's so nice to see you in yeah, real life. You're the first person that has been in physical space with me since the pandemic to do this. I used to do every episode in person, and now you're the first person who's back in person. So, uh, I, Specifically the podcast, not... No, every, yeah, you're the first person that I've seen in three years uh, in person. We, we're really weird. Um, yes. So thank you for being here. Of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah. It's very nice. Um, yeah. What did you want to talk about today? Yeah. I, I'm so excited to talk to you. Uh, but I want to talk about my my dad. So my dad uh, passed away about two years ago now, which is insane. Um, and there's been, I had a lot of time to like think about it and process it, but I've um, there's something that death does to you that makes you kind of think about your own life and like, why are you living? What are you doing? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> why am I here? What am I doing with my life? Um, and so I've spent a lot of time trying to like figure out if he had a, if he thinks he had a good life or if he had a good life. Oh yeah. And- so it's not just like what you're doing in life, but yes. also like looking back on his life and kind of like trying to find meaning in it. A hundred. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it, he, he uh, had stage four cancer. So it was something that we were all kind of aware of. It was coming and all that. And that's difficult in its own thing. I could had spend another <laughs> podcast talking about that. What a nightmare. But um, there's something really, uh, it, there's something really beautiful about having this opportunity to kind of like think about of course I miss him and I wish I was here to talk to him about it but um kind of what I wanted to talk about today is kind of his life uh, me and my sister talked about it a little bit and there's this feeling of I think when anyone passes you're like well how will, will everyone remember them like we need to document something we need to honor them how do you do it um and so this is one way that I've found um makes me feel like I'm sharing important parts of his life with everyone Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, where I guess like, yeah, where does this start along the path of kind of his life and your relationship to his life? Yeah, I I mean, recent. So I got laid off pretty <laughs> recently. Uh, so uh, last November and he passed away about two years ago. But it's kind of um, we put a lot of stake in what we do for work. Yeah. And, oh, we're defined by what we do. And so I it brought me all the way back to like, OK, when I was a kid, did did I even know what I wanted to be? Which the answer is no, I yeah. didn't. And I I grew up in uh, Massachusetts, like a, the greater Boston. And so 
Uh, everyone who I surrounded myself with, or, or everyone in my family, was base a basic. They had a basic occupation. So Aunt Julie was a teacher. Like Paul, the neighbor was a mailman. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's all like um, it's all jobs that you get in like the game of life. Exactly. Right? It's just like yeah, the yeah, eight yeah. jobs that you get in life. It's like everyone in your life was one of these people. Yep. Are you a doctor? A doctor? Yeah. yeah. A doctor, a teacher. Yeah. A mailman seems pretty. It's like yeah, government jobs or just like. Yeah, jobs that are like making the world move around Work, in some yeah. way. Yeah, jobs that you see, like yeah. people you see things a doing. Fireman, yeah, exactly like that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my mom was a uh, an aerobics instructor. Like okay. it, it taught fitness classes, and my dad was a a police officer. And so, um, uh, when you think of police officer, you think, oh, maybe a very serious person. And right now, it's not a very fun <laughs> occupation to talk about necessarily. Right now. But um, he was still a, a pretty silly guy. So it's when I think back to like, oh, what did I think a police officer was? I think my view was pretty warp, warped as a child. <laughs> yeah, because like your idea of who a police officer is, is your dad. Yes. It's not like yeah. the conventional, like what other people see a police officer. At. You're just like, oh, yeah, my dad's a police officer. So this is what police officers are. Exactly. They're all like this. Yeah. And so he uh, his he worked for Con- in Concord, Concord, Massachusetts, okay. which, which the shot heard around the world was <laughs> the Revolutionary War. It's like a very historic town. Nothing really goes on in Concord. He worked 12 to 8, so like midnight to 8 a.m. So that's like... Yeah, he had the night shift in like a small New England suburb. Exactly. Yeah, (laughs) like a very sleepy, sleepy, sleepy town. So he... I remember... Uh, you know Kevin Garnett, one of the Celtics. Yeah, yeah, He like yeah. bought a house in in Concord, and one of the um, details that they had to do was stand outside Kevin Garnett's house. <laughs> <laughs> like, so this is necessarily... like a watch the guy, like exactly. Kevin Garnett security <laughs> well, bodyguard watch, watch or something. his house. Yeah. Uh, and then my dad would also go to like the cemetery and like have a pull out a recorder. And like record himself talking to go- ghosts because recorders are supposed to pick up like the metallic. Oh yeah. <laughs> so 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 this wasn't. This doesn't seem like it was part of his job. It seems like he was something he was doing to kill time probably, during his job. Probably not something. <laughs> he I wasn't see. at graveyard. He wasn't like all right. Now it's time to go to the graveyard and get see what ghosts are around. Yeah, get the confession. He was just like this is ghost. something that's kind of fun to do. And, and like there's nothing going on. Exactly. Right now. Go to the graveyard. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> the way you set that up, you're like. Well, he's got his Kevin Garnett shift, and then he's got the graveyard <laughs> right shift, shift where he's got to record the ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to get the confessions from, from that. Uh, but of course, he did like really, really great things uh, <laughs> during his time there. But he worked at Concord for like 40 years. Okay. 43 or 45 wow, years. Yeah. It's like your entire yeah. life at one job. So, um, uh, yeah, so we... <laughs> <laughs> it's just a funny thing because he's also like a very silly guy and so yeah. to give folks uh an idea of like what type of dude he was um one time my mom was like hey go get uh, like salmon or go get fish from the from the the market star market oh star market, star market. you know star not market. a market basket no no market. no oh god but we do love a market basket <laughs> oh god we love them. oh that could be another podcast um so he goes to the store he gets the cod he gets in the car he puts the cod in the passenger seat he's driving home and he never he never gets in a car he's never gotten or he had never gotten in a car accident it's a very good driver okay. someone in front in front of him stops short he slams on the brakes and just barely misses the car in front of him and he comes home he's like ah oh, 
you know, thank God I had COD as my co-pilot or something. Like, I wouldn't have made it without COD as my co-pilot. And I was like, that is so funny. I wanted salmon. <laughs> yeah, you got the wrong fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so just like a, a silly, silly, silly guy. But he also... um at the Concord police station, he was known for doing like drawing cartoons. Okay. So like when you're on break from your shift, he's like in the squad room drawing cartoons. So this binder, one of the binders that I have is just cartoons that, that someone one of his coworkers gave to me at his funeral uh, or at the at the wake after the funeral was just cartoons that he's drew from the like seventies when he started Whoa. all the way through like eighties and nineties. So some of them don't age well, uh, <laughs> but some of them are also like making fun of the firefighters who wouldn't go do this thing. So the <laughs> like little comics he would do yeah. for like years. Yeah. So in the late, I want to say late 80s, early 90s, the chief like flipped out at him once and he was like, hey, you know what? Why don't you put your little crayons away and like actually do work? So my dad was like, OK, cool. Signs up for the FBI Academy for forensic science and t- and gets a degree in composite sketch. So. Wow. So he's like, all right, I'll make this. You, If you don't, I'm going to make it so I can draw it. Doodle yeah. at work. <laughs> no, I know. How petty. Actually, in hindsight, to like, obviously this this is like years yes. of yeah. in the making. It didn't all happen in one like six month period. That yes. was like, but yeah, this idea that like, it seemed like that was something that was at least like a hobby interest of his yeah he was just goofing around yeah. like and then was kind of like oh i can actually use this in my day-to-day job yeah well let me let me do it let yeah. me let me try so he became one of like the step uh, excuse me the the top sketch artists for massachusetts and so i do want to talk a little bit about composite yeah i was because... gonna say, yeah like a fascinating world <laughs> yeah it, it's it's unbelievable and i think a lot uh sketch artists get a little bit of shit for being uh, or not being good artists. Because whenever you see a sketch on the... It's kind of like a meme, right? You see yes. a sketch on the news and you're like, no, that, that looks nothing like a person. Like, there's that, what? There's that one, like, one drawing that looks like a leprechaun yes, that yeah. I feel like comes around a lot. <laughs> and it's like... Which is mostly a hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's mostly hat. <laughs> so, what I learned about... Uh, so, after my dad passed away, I went and took a sketch for law enforcement class. So, that's why I got to know most of it. But um, what composite sketch is, is so like, let's say you're a victim of a crime uh, and you have to sit with someone and describe what someone looks like. You could tell me, hey, this person had curly hair and they had glasses and they had a beard. Like there are hundreds of types of curly hair. Like there are hundreds of types of glasses. <laughs> like a beard could be chopped up. Yeah, in like so you many said all ways. that and I had like pictures in my head, but it's like, yeah, it is just one picture where I'm like, oh, there's a, there is a lot of different types. Yeah. Is it Taylor Swift curly or is it... Uh, yeah, is it like wavy versus curly exactly. versus like really tight curls and like, yeah, and all that, all that like spectrum of things. Exactly. So what, um, what the composite uh, sketch artist does is there's a book, which is also... <laughs> Something that I brought with me today <laughs> for all the listeners to hear about. Um, there's a book that just has hundreds of pictures of eyes, hundreds, hundreds of pictures of hair, hundreds of pictures of mouths, hundreds of pictures of ears. And what composite means is you're making a face out of different pieces. Whoa. Okay. Is there like, so is that like a standard? Is there like a standard book where you're like, does everyone kind of have the same like? I oh, think so. Mouth one forty eight is like everyone knows. Like mouth one forty eight <laughs> is like this mouth, and then like nose twenty. So you'd be like, oh, it's mouth one forty eight with nose twenty three with like hair fourteen. Exactly. 
Yeah. yeah. I, so there is a book. I, I'm not sure if it's like uh, managed by the FBI yeah. or like updated by the FBI. And I have like a cobbled together okay. one that I like bought for class. <laughs> um, but th- that's exactly it. Okay. It's like D40 or E yes. at whatever. And you choose it. So what composite means is you're composing a face of these different pieces. And so the sketch artist's job is to, well, first of all, listen to the victim. Yeah. So if the victim's like, they had a really big eye on the right hand side. It's like, draw that eye big. It's not going to be, you're not drawing a portrait, right? This isn't yes. supposed to be a beautiful picture. It's supposed to be as accurate to what the victim says. And sure, it's going to look, it might look silly if yeah. you give it to the police. You're like, I'm done with the sketch. And they're like, what? Why the is heck this eye an inch higher than this other eye? Kind <laughs> but of then thing. people will recognize it. So yeah. if you're posting it on the news and people see it, like, there and they see a person who looks a little bit like that like it's help helpful to identify folks by those unique features so that's my that concludes my dead dog part on, of this, on how I to guess. draw yeah. well so i here's the thing that i'm kind of curious about is like it seems like you were like i kind of want to understand what my dad did better and so this is like the reason you went and did this class yeah i so i had messaged the because my dad took this same class with these same okay. two people and so i messaged them and they were really heartbroken that my dad had passed and i'm like uh, yeah like please come like we would love that and they were rem- they remembered him and that was really special so i was like i mean when someone passes away i mean when something bad happens i think in my life my instinct is to get a tattoo move or do something like <laughs> insane you know go to sketch drawing yeah go to go stretch to drawing, class. drawing class in so it was in south carolina and i was like well for me for my like grieving process like i should do this so i took the week off work when i when i was previously employed <laughs> and took the week off work and and went and did this class and was like immersed in it um and it was cool and i had learned a little bit from my dad about this but it was nice to be like okay now you're the one doing it yeah it's really cool yeah it's one thing to just like ha- ask your dad like oh how does work work and he like yeah. can pull out some sketches or something and maybe like give you a tip or two but if you're like oh i'm actually following the same class that he literally went to to learn this yeah uh and you're like yeah i guess you get to kind of like walk in his footsteps a little exactly. bit exactly yeah get to see what get to feel i don't want to say like feel what it was yeah. like but like really understand it more um and then it, something i i did want to i was going to talk about a little later but i think it's relevant now is uh well we both went to uh northeastern yes. university yes. <laughs> which is a little backstory university. me and brian not me and my dad yeah <laughs> well though that is also true did he also go to northeastern he did okay. he did yeah okay. uh so me and uh me and brian berlin here uh did communication oh i guess it was communications production yeah, like, and like video media classes. it was like production and like media studies or whatever yep. yeah 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 and so one of the final projects that we had to do was make a doc documentary were you in that did you do that class yeah yeah yeah, were yeah. we in the same we class? weren't in the same because we went to london together that's right but i took that that's documentary right. class separately but we made documentaries in london too <laughs> that's then, right yeah no but then i took i took that documentary class after i got back from london I okay think. and i did my documentary <laughs> documentary on a local composite sketch artist so it was just on my dad okay yeah (laughs) did you say it was your dad did you give away (laughs) no nowhere in the documentary did i say it was my dad i'm just like here's this guy and it's very funny because like it's a i i found the the dvd recently and it's not edited very well (laughs) i mean i did the best i could at the time i guess more than 10 years ago but but i learned a lot about it from that so that was sort of your first moment of like Again, I I know my dad does this. Yes. I know my dad's a cop. I know my dad started doing this. 
But that was like you in college were like, oh, I have to do this project for school. This is an easy way. Yeah. I have an easy assignment to do this with because I have this interesting person in my life. Yep. So that was kind of your first like, oh, I got a better sense, a deeper sense of 100%. Like, his day-to-day life. Yeah. In, in co- and that was in college. College, yeah. Whereas when I was in um, like elementary school, they had career day and my dad would always come <laughs> yeah. every career day and have like a group of kindergartners describe to him like a celebrity that he didn't know like the teacher would choose a celebrity oh that's really fun and then they would have a bunch of five-year-olds be like he had hair that was huge <laughs> his eyes were like this and so my dad is like list taking direction from these kindergartners um he, yeah that's something that he he used to like to talk about too is uh these kindergartners were trying to get him to draw like einstein albert einstein okay. so like big, big hair, hair big hair and my dad's like i don't know if i draw these five-year-olds but i think at that time i was like also a little bit embarrassed it was like that time where you're pre-teenage and i'm like yeah my dad's here but like whatever like it's not a big deal like yeah, you're, it's not so much that like hit what he's doing is embarrassing. It's just he's embarrassing as having a a teenager having a dad yes, is embarrassing. Exactly. And I guess the way that you're talking about like the cod story is like yeah, him yeah. making these dumb jokes, and you're like, dad, come on, like yeah, I, yeah. this is. And now I feel like you have all a really like goofy sense of humor now, where I feel like yep. probably as you age, the two of you overlapped more in your humor. But hundred yeah, like, percent. At the time when you're a teenager, you're just like, this is like these are dad jokes. <laughs> yeah, and I don't want to hear it. <laughs> now I deliver them myself. <laughs> uh, no, my me, my and my sister and my dad are were like very, 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 very close best friends. And my uh, one might say that my sister is even a little bit funnier than I am. <laughs> so here we are. Um, but uh, yeah, so with all. All of this the sketch stuff when I was younger um his he he did such a good job that they would call him in from all these different not bur- boroughs or suburbs or cities in Massachusetts to come and do sketches in like Dedham and Somerville and Medford and blah 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 and um his sketches started showing up on the news so it would be cool because i'd be like oh my dad's picture's on the not his picture but the his picture, <laughs> yeah. it would be his picture <laughs> yeah, yeah. next to the picture he drew <laughs> well that's the this issue is the... they never yeah, said his yeah. name on the news they just show the yeah he got like picture. no actual like sense of fame but like in this very small community he had or world i guess of not just your town but the surrounding towns yep his photos were his drawings were getting kind of like a lot of attention on news exactly (laughs) what he used to do because his sketches were showing up on the news usually when you sign a sketch you'll sign it like below where the face is so so he would like write his name below like wherever the the he finished drawing the face he started to bring his name his signature he started to write a bigger and bring it up the neck so like closer to like the chin (laughs) so if the news cut off the sketch like there's no way they could cut (laughs) the sketch <laughs> like crop the yeah, image. Yeah, he's like, I want the, I want my credit on this. Exactly. I did this work exactly. So, he, so you would start to see his sketches on the news with You're a jack into the chin, like, like tattoo on his neck. I guess. Uh, so it was really funny. the The other things, <laughs> the other things that I wanted to call out is he was asked to 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 uh, do the be on the Travel Channel once. Do you know Lizzie Borden? Like, yeah, the axe murderer yeah. that killed her family. Killed her family. Yeah. And so the, the house is still preserved. Okay. And so they brought in a, um, a psychic or a medium to like go through the house and see what she could see. And then the medium described what she saw to a local composite sketch artist. <laughs> so there's this video clip of my dad. like, uh, And of course, it's like 
staged in a way yeah. that it looks like, okay, now this is the part of the episode where the psychic's talking to the sketch artist. And so the psychic's like, she had big eyes like this. And it cuts to my dad being like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, 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 acting. <laughs> like he's acting. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. <laughs> and then at the end of that segment, he turns like his drawing around. He's <laughs> like, does this look like her? because <laughs> he's a thick Boston accent like is this look like her and so there was this little joke that we had in our house where he's like where are my keys where are my keys we find the keys we're like hey dad does this look like them <laughs> does this look like them <laughs> oh god it's so cute and that, he, like Chronicle the local news channel did like wow someone who fights crime with pen with yeah so he's like this kind of like very local celebrity where like not even celebrity yeah, but, but, like, but like, like a local like pocket. news store like Somebody like at the grocery store might recognize him being like, oh, we saw you're on the this yeah. thing on the news or like <laughs> you're on the travel channel. Yeah, or, like, like people who know him. Yeah, the people like, in his yeah. circles would like, yeah. Oh, celebrity. And, and he he loved it. And so when he he retired in 2015, which was like so he, that was his life. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he could still be commissioned to do sketches yeah. after retirement. But when you hit 65 in the police force or I think in any government job, it's like, OK, that's it. You're done. Um, but he, uh, what he was also doing while he was doing the sketches is he really started to find his love for like painting. So what I learned, not somewhat recently, but maybe more so in my college years is that he had been like painting when he was in high school. So when he applied for Northeastern criminal justice, he also applied for BU art school. Whoa. Isn't that crazy? So this was like something that was in his life. The Forever. whole time, yeah. Yes, and I don't think I really realized it until like when I was in my late twenties, and I was like, "Oh, you always wanted, yeah." To like do there was this. a world where you did no police and like yeah. full art. Isn't that nuts? Well, and I think that's so interesting that he like found a way to bring both of the like passions into this one job, into this one thing. Yeah, yeah, and the. And like through while he was doing sketches and being a police officer and blah blah blah, he would he painted too. He like painted landscapes, and then when he got really good at um doing sketches, he would do like commissions for friends. And so then he started a website, or I didn't say he didn't start a website. What <laughs> he wasn't that technically savvy, but he found a website called Fine Art America. Okay, which probably Googled. And, and that was the first popped up. up yeah. <laughs> but he created an, an account and started uploading all of his paintings. So he has like beautiful landscape paintings. He has like these sketches of, um, oh my gosh, uh, like Marilyn Monroe and Ted Williams. And <laughs> you, the point of the website, or I guess part of the point of the website is you can get any of these art pieces on like a shower curtain or okay, yeah, a yeah. tote bag. On a coffee mug. <laughs> yes. Like it's like you could just print it on anything type of thing. Yes. Yeah. So uh, if you go to <laughs> fineartamerica.com, I think it's slash Jack Skinner or search for Jack Skinner. Everything's still up there. <laughs> don't don't buy anything <laughs> because it doesn't come to us. Yeah, it's not. Where is it going to <laughs> Well, at this it's point? like a, <laughs> it, it feels like a little bit of like a like a scam like <laughs> like they charge way too much yeah, to put your yes. art on so whatever that's the problem for all artists um uh but yeah and then there were people from like Alaska who were like wow this painting is beautiful and then he would respond yeah thank you so much and so so yeah he was again finding this little tiny community of like people of, like to, artists like, yeah yeah um and there he also has some goofy pieces up there like uh the Celtics on the beach and like 
what is it? What one of the Red Sox players has a garden gnome. A lot of Tom Brady stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so very New England. Like, very keeping to the Boston. New England uh, brand. Yes, yeah. <laughs> keeping it alive. <laughs> so the other fun or another fun thing that he did is in twenty. I think it was twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen. Um, the Magnet Theater had a sketch comedy show for dads, like a Father's Day oh, okay. sketch yeah. comedy show, <laughs> and. Uh, they had asked for either sketches relevant to dads or for dads to be in sketches. <laughs> so I talked to my dad. I was like, do you want to do this? He's like, yeah. And my idea was, okay, cool. He's a big Red Sox fan. We'll get someone else's dad who's a Yankees fan. And we'll be reporting, <laughs> like we'll be desk reporters, sports reporters. And our dads are just getting angry. And my dad was like, yeah, or I could be Bob Ross, <laughs> composite sketch artist for the police. And I was like, no. And so we hung up. I thought about it. I was like, yes, we have to write this sketch. So me and my dad <laughs> wrote and rehearsed this sketch where he plays Bob Ross, but he's a composite sketch artist <laughs> interviewing a victim played by me. Uh, and I'll, I'll show you the YouTube so, uh, the YouTube video so you can include a little clip of it. But he has like the Boston accent and he just had, so, he was so nervous, but he had so much fun being Bob Ross. <laughs> And it also feels like kind of this fun moment where he got to like do the thing that he loves and you got to do the thing you love together of yeah. like him doing an art based thing and you doing a sketch based thing and you guys being on stage together. Like that's also great. It was really, it was really, it was really special. Uh, it, it, he was right before he was like, I don't know. What if I don't get the lines right? It's like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no like you just have to have fun. And then afterwards, afterwards he was like, yeah, I'm glad you said that, that I had fun. And he, was a hit like an absolute hit so yeah it was wonderful um yeah the so after he uh passed away in uh march of 2021 we had to like plan a a wake and and everything and it was one of those things where how do you do i mean the turnaround time for planning a wake after someone passes is is not yeah it seems crazy we, we were catholic too so it was like okay everything happens in a week and you're kind of like grieving because you're so it's a horrible thing to witness and it was like covid times also it was like yeah like people were just starting to get vaccinated right? exactly like, yeah. barely yeah. Vac- like no one in my family oh yeah yeah that's true it was like right it was like when they, march yeah, yeah. and so it, it was like okay cool can we have people at a wake everyone has to wear a mask can we please have a wake like uh, like all of that Stuff. Yeah, while well, you're also feeling sad and, uh, like, dealing with what actually happened. And then you're having to be like, oh, I have to do all the logistics of this exactly. shit. Exactly. Yeah. And then fight, not fight, but, like, have important conversations with people about safety when it comes to COVID and masks. And um, even though he didn't, it was, I mean, this is the right time to say something funny, but, but uh, because he had cancer, like, he knew, we all knew that time was limited. And he was like, just make sure nobody... No thinks that I got COVID. He's like, I didn't die from COVID. <laughs> He's like, I died from cancer. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> um, but so we had planned the wake and we talked to the funeral home, which is this small funeral home in Belmont that's in someone's house. Like they live on the top floor wow. and then the bottom floor is a funeral. Like it's a nice funeral yeah. home. It's not like you're walking through someone's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so we were like, hey, can we bring some paintings? They were like, yes, we have some stands. You, can, of course, can bring some paintings. So me and my sister start like tearing the house apart. You know how you get like in a frenzy of like rage and sadness and like grabbed every single painting we could find. There are paintings in the basement. There are paintings we hadn't seen before, like uncovering all of these things 
putting them in like making sure they're safely in boxes and and like bins and ready to go um my friend chris from montana flew out and he had rented a suburban he's like do you need help like, let's do it we had like upwards of 50 paintings wow that we brought to the funeral so we're like ding dong walk into the funeral home and the woman's like oh i thought you had a few paintings <laughs> so we turned the whole space into like an art gallery which was really cool. beautiful and really special we found paintings from high school we found paintings from like an unfinished painting that he was supposed to give my aunt <laughs> for their wedding <laughs> 30, 30 years, years ago, ago. yeah, yeah. <laughs> But um, the wake was really special um, for me because there were folks who came through who didn't know that he did all this art. Oh. They were like, we knew that he like we knew that he drew, we knew, but we didn't know that he could do this. They're really blown away by that, which is really really special. Um, but. And then, of course, his coworkers came through and everyone's like, oh, what are you, so funny, so great. All these stories about these really remarkable moments. But the thing that caught me off guard that I wasn't expecting is it, these police officers that he used to work with from all these different departments came through. Every single person was like, your dad was wonderful, but he was really great with victims. And he was amazing with victims. And he could talk to a victim like no other person that they, they had ever met. And that is so and so i'm was like sitting there and thinking about it and i'm like yeah if you have to get a, ske a sketch done you were probably witnessed a heinous crime or were the victim of a heinous crime so if you look back at a lot of the sketches he does it was rape victims from like 16 like young women oh who were rape victims some like some some petty theft and and stuff and stuff like that but um even taking that sketch class myself one of the one of the like half of the classes learning how to draw half the classes how do you work with a victim how do you interview a victim and so to think about my dad he would spend hours on sketches where it's like yeah you could probably bang out a sketch in three hours he would sit with these victims to make sure they felt comfortable to make sure that they felt like they were heard to help like solve a crime um so that was i think that that blew me away um and it's i get emotional about it because i wish i could talk to him but like what are you going to say to your to your six-year-old daughter when you're doing a sketch like yeah i just talked to a rape victim yeah like yeah and i guess it's like uh, yeah you were like oh yeah my dad just like draws people yes he draws people and sometimes he draws a, a, like character yeah you know what i and, mean and it's like yeah that you're you, the first time you're realizing that like oh there was somebody that he was connecting with yes. as he was making these drawings. And yeah. a lot of those people were in very vulnerable places when he was interacting with them. Yeah. And to hear all these people say like he did so well at handling these really tough situations with people who were in like really tough places. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's such a, it's I, so, yeah. spe it's so special. I like think there are stories. There was um, another uh, officer who he had, uh, I don't want to, I don't know if mentor is the right word, but who he had helped along, who also became a sketch artist. Um, and he would shadow my dad on these, like these drawings and stuff like, so to hear him recount stories of like, yeah, we could tell when victims were maybe lying or we could, but you, you don't treat them with that, with disrespect. If you can tell that they're lying, like you still treat them with the love of respect that they deserve and try to lighten the mood. And I, it's, yeah, it's just something that I wish I had the opportunity to to talk to him about. But um, kind of what 
this whole like process of un- uncovering stuff has <laughs> kind of taught me is it's not it doesn't matter necessarily what you do because you'll find a way to do what you love if you want to do it like he was maybe 40s into 50s where he became like a full-fledged sketch artist yeah and that's like pretty later in yeah, life where it's like at least yeah he the fact that he went he was looking at art and criminal justice when he went to college at yeah. 18 and then it being another yeah 20 plus years before he like started making that art part a part of his of career work. yep and then still doing yeah, all this all beautiful the stuff work on the side, on the side yeah. is really yeah it's it's really special and then one of the things that i also brought <laughs> to this podcast <laughs> uh was me and my sister in the basement found um uh, his letters of commendation. So every time someone was caught with the help of one of his sketches, there's a letter that Whoa. says, they, like, this is chief from this department. Thank you to Jack Skinner. We caught this person doing this. And it's a full, it's a binder. So he was so proud of the work that he did. Um, I didn't know that he saved it. I didn't know that he, like, he, like, you could tell he photocopied everything and bought it and put it in the binder. And it's nice. It's cool to see that not cool to see that he cared but it like it you could tell that it meant something to yeah. him that the work that he was doing that he was so good at that people recognized him for it um was really important so yeah yeah and i i love how yeah you kind of found the importance in it too like yeah maybe you like i you know as you just said like yeah you'd love to talk to him about some of the stuff you found out um now and it, I, i'm sorry that you can't I know, I, I, I know i i love how you yeah have like found this way to just got, find like a deeper connection with him because it feels like yeah the two of you you had a really good relationship with him while he was alive and now yeah you've kind of found new ways to connect with him yeah which yeah it's it, it feels important it feels important it's ah uh, i know <laughs> It's tough. It, it I think it, I'm glad this is this has also felt like a way to grieve almost. Like after he passed I, I did like a grief group and uh, kind of moved somewhere <laughs> in New Jersey to live on a beach. Yeah, you so went like grieve. you got like a little bit isolated yeah. from the world and we're just like I kind of need I gotta to do figure this, this out. Yeah. yeah. Um so this whole process and even being able to talk about it now, which I probably wouldn't have been able to talk about this six months yeah, ago. Yeah, I know this or... is something that like at one point you and I chatted about in a very like non like come on a podcast and talk about this. Yeah. But I remember at one point you were talking about this and you were like, yeah, at some point I might want to talk about this. But yeah, you were just yeah. like, I can't do this now. So yeah, yeah, there's time and space that, yeah. And need. it's nice to get something out of it and not feel like I'm like exploiting his story because I think there is something, and especially in the comedy space, we're like, oh, let me exploit the story for wealth and power. And But there's, it feels, and a lot, a lot of my comedy is is dumb and silly and not, not that it's not truthful, but it's not like, it's not like this. It's like, I'm a dry shampoo bottle and I'm wearing a bowling pin costume. And that which is a real like, character which you've is done. A real not, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so it, it feels nice to talk about something that's real, that matters to me, um, in a way that I think I think my the inner voice in my head is like, well, this is exploitative and this is like, why would you do this? Like, no, this is a real thing that 
happened and this is so important and i think me and my sister both are like how do we share him with the world like more people should care i think if anyone passes away i think everyone feels like well why don't more people care like there's this period maybe like a year after six months after we're like oh that's it like no one cares and so this feels like a way to share um some really important parts of his life and something that i took away yeah and it feels like a lot of pride that yeah of who he is and what he did. Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, thanks for sharing all this, Jackie. Of course. Thank you for letting me. <laughs> yeah. Um, if people want to find out more about you or what you got going on, like, can they follow you on social media? Uh, of course they can. At uh, Jackie B. Skinner on Instagram. Then I do silly little things <laughs> that aren't <laughs> this heavy um, occasionally and around that I'll post on Instagram. Cool. Well, thank you again so much for sharing. Yeah, thank you, Brian. This is how we love. This is how we fight for something that's right. Love Hurts is produced, hosted, and edited by Brian Berlin. Theme music by Mickey Hommel. Show art by Caroline Mallon. You can find Love Hurts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, rate and review it on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend about it. You can find Love Hurts on Twitter and Instagram at lovehurtspod, and our website is lovehurtspod.com. I'm Brian Berlin, and this is Love Hurts. <laughs>